Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. My guest today is Benkole Alade, a fifth-year student at the University of Guelph, working on his bachelor's degree in marketing management. Benkole is a has a deep passion and creative interest for all things marketing and starting to venture into the world of business. He is also the co-founder with Guelph's Black Professional Club. Welcome, Benkole, to the show today. Thank you very much for having me, Brian. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited uh, for this discussion. Awesome. So let's just jump right into it and uh, maybe start some ra fast, rapid fire questions. So what is your favorite emoji? I, I love the, the laughing emoji. Um, and I usually like it when I'm referring to when I talk, because I like to laugh at my own jokes. I like to laugh when I text a lot of the time. So laughing emoji is definitely what I use the most. Awesome. Laughter is good, right? It keeps you, keeps you uh, happy. It's good for the soul. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you could eat, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that be? It would definitely be jollof rice. Um, uh, it's, it's Nigerian food. Nigerian jollof is like one of my favorite things that I had all the time growing up. I I struggle to make it myself. It's a hard it's a hard type of rice to make. Whenever I go back home, I always have it probably seven times, <laughs> every twice a day when I go back home all the time. So I love it when my mom makes it, and as well put like a little bit of goat meat on it. It's an amazing meal. It's my favorite thing, and it's very cultural to Nigeria. But it's one thing that I I wish I learned how to make a lot lot more to get more often. Ah, oh, that's interesting. I'd love to try that. Some what goes into it? Is it it's the rice and what else? So rice. Um, there's pepper. Um, we use cur we use per pepper, curry powder, um, tomatoes, um, jalapeno. So it's, so it's rice mixed with those stuff. So it turns a little bit of red. So it's, it's more flavorful flavor for rice. Right. Because rice can be sometimes be a little bit dry, but you put a little of this in it, it has a lot of flavor to it, so it's so good. It put a little bit of oil. It's amazing. I, I, I want to have it right now, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this early in the morning, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of getting hungry, too. I didn't have much of a breakfast this morning. Um, what is, um, if you, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Um, for my days off, and this is like with no work, no school, or anything like that. I typically like to, I, I, I'm, I've gotten a lot more into reading this year. I think being home more, you know, we watch so much Netflix, and I think I, I'm quite a, more of a passion towards reading, so I'm reading a lot more. I, I still love watching Netflix. I'll spend a lot of time watching Netflix. I'm watching YouTube as well. I typically like to spend it by myself. I know a lot of people like, like to go visit friends, but on my day off, I want to catch up on a lot of the stuff I haven't done for myself, and I like to catch up on a little, just little things I haven't been able to do throughout the week that I've wanted to do. Um, which is usually nice. I like to call my parents too. I know I'm I'm quite busy during the week, so when I get the chance off, I like to to call my mom and you know see how she's doing and catch up with her. That's great. Yeah, the you know from a mental health and sort of just having that time to yourself, it's so important. I'm glad you brought that up because so many were on this this wheel of life, and uh, taking that time is actually probably the best way to spend that day off. No, I. Nice. I, I think a lot of people, when I speak with them, are, are obsessed with doing stuff on the day off, like maximizing it. Like like you mentioned, I think it's important to take a few days to yourself and just, you know, enjoy things that you, you truly enjoy. Absolutely. Are you uh, the type of person that hits that snooze button or do you wake up immediately? So I actually don't even, I, I typically wake up before my alarm. Um, I'm usually, I'm, I'm an early wake, I wake up. I'm an early riser, so I set my alarm for nine o'clock. I'll be up by like eight a.m. and just like wait to it. Um, so I'm usually up before, so I have an hour to to get it before it. But sometimes, like if I have a a seven thirty, if I sleep somewhere for eight and I'm up at seven thirty, I might hit the snooze button and take like five ten minutes to myself and then get up. So I think it depends on the situation. There you go. 
And I often ask this question in these rapid fire questions. I find it, we get some cool insights into the guest. And this one also is an interesting one. I've had so many variations on it, but I, I think it's an interesting question to ask. So it, do you have a favorite word or what is your favorite word? Yeah, my favorite word has to be, be change. I, I think for change, mm -hmm. because I love it so much that it means so many different things, right? Because you can have good change, you can have bad change. And it also means things from a individual level, a group level, and a situational level. I think that's really cool about it. Right? Like you can have situational change. You can have individual change in your own life. Maybe you have a group change, like a wider change that truly impacts a large group of people. I think change is like, it's so positive, right? Like I, I think with the, with the idea of change, your situation is never as bleak as it, it should be. And I think that's very important. Like you, you could always see a positive in, in some situations. That's why I love the word change. Change. Good word. Really good word. Um, so I mentioned earlier about your club and uh, that is actually how we, we got connected initially. Uh, could you tell or share with the listeners what inspired you to start the Guelph Black Professionals Club and, and how's it going? Yeah, no, no, for sure. This has definitely been like my my favorite project since I've since I've been at Guelph. Um, I started it a year, two year, probably about a, a year and a half um, from today. Uh, I, I've been so through my time at university. I began began as a student. I wasn't that involved, but after a while, I became more involved in different clubs. And, and being part of these clubs, I, I realized there's a there's a lack of black students that would be involved in these activities. These activities in these clubs are so important. I I feel like at, at university. To get some so much experience, and you realize how much you far behind you are when you're not part of these clubs. Like I remember going to these clubs in my third year and realizing how far I was. You know, I felt like everyone else has been doing these clubs since like first year. I'm talking about um, the student associations and different clubs like that. So in third year, I became more involved. I tried to do as many clubs as possible, whether it was the investment society, the sales society, the sports management society, and the learning society. Just wanted to be as involved as possible. But going to all these events, I noticed there was still a, a lack of black students involved in them. Right, like there, there was me, and I'd see one of my other friends, um, Austin, who would be at these events too. And I felt like I felt like there's just such a missed opportunity there for Black students. And like speaking to my my Black friends in classes, um, and just like around, like they, they they didn't for one they didn't hear about these clubs, they didn't know about the clubs. Just like myself, I didn't know about these clubs were going going on. Um, and two, like even though the ones that heard about it didn't understand that they could join these clubs. Right, they they didn't know anybody in these these clubs, and they didn't know anybody um, in general. Mm -hmm. that were part of these associations. So they felt like they weren't included. It wasn't that inclusive for them, right? Like it wasn't the right atmosphere for them. Um, so I wanted to create something that was that had an inclusive environment, which brought these students um, there. So I, I talked to one of my, my friends, um, Aaron, about this idea, and he he's actually a pre-law student. Um, so he's going to he's, he's going to be going to law school in a year from now. Um, and he 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 said, you know, he he's he's similar to me, but for the law of it, law side of things, we go to a lot of pre-law events and notice that there was not that many black students. And we truly felt like we could make a, a true impact and break down these barriers that um, people had. And they were super, to me, they were super simple, right? Like, all we have to do is get people out <laughs> to these events and then, then they'll realize that it's not yeah. that bad. You know, everyone there is nice and super welcoming. But how do you how do you get people in um, the door, right? That's 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 the hard part. Once they're in there, it's super simple. They, they always do a lot better. Like I, I feel like they, they, they have something to prove this little chip on their shoulder. But how do we get them into these clubs um, and then hopefully capitalize on these opportunities? So me and, me and my friend Aaron decided to come up with a club where we want to include all the professionals from Guelph. We have, so essentially we have five main divisions. We have business, um, pre-law, pre-med, engineering, and art. 
and that mm-hmm. essentially from there we, we we started recruiting recruiting as many black students as possible and we're doing a lot of great things i think from there i think for me it's been, it's been amazing to see how much it's grown and we started off um in the summer when we started gaining traction and i remember our first event we tried to run a a uh a, a fair, a job fair for black businesses around Guelph, and it was terrible. <laughs> we had uh, like three people sign up for the events, so we ended up having to, to cancel it. And it was, but to me, it was a great learning experience. Um, I, le- I learned a lot about how to run an event. That was the first time I did, I did anything like that. And I, and I realized first thing was like preparation. I had to prepare early. <laughs> you know, you can't, we tried to run it in like a week, you know, and like we, didn't, we didn't know what, was, what it really entailed. For the next event, we, we tried a month early. Um, we, we then with that one well, we had like over fifty people come up to that, right? And, and I think for me it's been it's been it's amazing to, to see. I, and I think one of the the biggest um, issues talking to people about when we were planning this event that we wouldn't get enough people to come up to our events, right? Because I feel like a lot of people thought there wasn't a need for it because there's not that many black students at Guelph. But then when you run an event and you see 50, 60 black students come out to it, um, that 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 preconceived notion is wrong, right? Because like we have that many people coming out to these events, right? So we know we have it, and then at that point there must have been a barrier preventing to get in there, right? So we, right away we we understood that we were doing something, and we're doing something right. And then since then we've we've worked with a lot of amazing companies. Um, like I said, we worked with RBC. That's how me and Brian met. And I think the best part about it been so far is that we've actually helped people get uh, positions in big companies. I know I know um one of my friends, he got a job and he was in accounting from Nigeria. He came here from Nigeria and he was struggling to find a business job. Um, he, he worked at regular, he worked at jobs at Osmos and things like that, but he wanted to get some business experience. And our club has helped him get legitimate business experience. He's working for a tax um, firm, which I think is amazing. Another friend of our, mine, um, she, she was on the club and she said she got a, a job um, because of attending one of our events. So I think it's been, it's been great. And it's been very exciting for me to see where we are and where, we're, where, we, where we were, where we are and like, I just know we have so much more to go. I think they were in the very beginning stage with the we're at the one percent of where we want to be moving forward. Uh, just outstanding. I mean, um, your leadership and your insights, and thank you for talking about the failures too, right? Uh, you know, there's barriers um, that are out there that need to be broken down, and you've done that. And and you know, I I heard what you also said too, like, oh well, we don't have too many black people or black students, so. You know, there's there's always going to be naysayers, always people that are going to put up another barrier that, you know, may not even exist. But you you got to go with your gut. You got to do what's right. And it sounds like you've done such a great job. And I know I was so super impressed coming to your event and and meeting all of you and and you specifically um, in this conversation. And you know, congratulations. It's uh, I, I think more. We need more. We need more bankies to to do this and and get out there. I'm going to call you Banky now. Now that we're we're more acquainted. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, um, the other thing I you know, and I think listeners are going to get a lot out of that and 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 hopefully be inspired. Um, the the other uh, <clears throat> journey and 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 the journey from school to work and high school to university and that whole thing is. Uh, is interesting because over the years, the conversations I have with students is, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, barriers there too, or there's a lot of different misconceptions and things that need to be demystified and 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 needing some help. And so, could you talk maybe a little bit about your transition through those through those pieces and um, how you manage that? And, and I, I'm assuming some challenges along the way. Yeah, so, so I've had a very, very interesting, interesting story from my time. So actually, I don't know. I, I, I told you, but I was part of the, the basketball team here at Guelph Varsity Basketball Camp for my last few years here. So 
coming into university, um, my only priority was to play basketball. I didn't really have a school inclination whatsoever. I had no school focus whatsoever. Um, I actually barely even got into university. I was not the greatest high school student at all. I struggled um, heavily uh, with school. I did not like school. What I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I especially did not like science. <laughs> I hated science and I had to take a few science classes in order to get into university. I struggled and I, I barely, like by the skin of my teeth, I got into a general, a general degree. So I got in very basically. And at, at that point, my only dream coming to university was to, to simply go pro, <laughs> to go, go, go up overseas. Um, and then I remember coming into my first year of, of university and I, I did so bad. <laughs> like I, I, I pretty much, I nearly flunked out of school. I was on the, I was on the cusp of actually, I failed my first semester um, at university. Uh, come uh, mm -hmm. being at, at golf, I did, I did terrible. Like I got, I got a forty-eight percent average or something like that. My, my first year, um, basketball was terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I and at this point, all I thought I had was basketball. I was playing like a minute a game. School wasn't going well, and I remember actually one day, um, almost, almost crying in front of my my roommates, saying like, "Why am I here?" You know, I, I, I told them uh, to their face, "I want to drop out of school. Like, I don't get it. Like, what, what's the point of me doing here, being here?" And at the same time, a lot of my friends, um, back home. Um, a few of them, a lot, a few of them didn't go to school, and like they were enjoying their life. You know, they were sending me Snapchats of how much more fun they were having, and I was, I was barely having that much fun. You know, compared to what, what they were doing, they were all, you know, making, I'm not making decently a decent paycheck. You know, every single day, and I, and I'm just here at university. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see any potential. Right? Like, I don't see any job that I truly enjoy. And and at, at that point, I was like, I don't like my classes. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy anything that I'm doing right now. Like, well, what's the point? For me to be at university like i i didn't get that whatsoever um and then eventually um over time i i, I think it was my second year i took i took a marketing class and this was just like my friends told me to take this marketing class because they said it was easy and they said it'd be a good way for me to, to boost my average up but i actually truly enjoyed it i i never i never enjoyed a class <laughs> that much um in my whole life probably as i did that that yeah. marketing class yeah. and I, I truly enjoyed the the freedom that came with with uh with with marketing right because I, I feel like a lot of high school um, and a lot of university, some university classes, a lot of memorizing and then spitting out an answer, which, which to me, something I don't really enjoy. I, I don't enjoy sp spending like eight hours, you know, memorizing stuff. I, and I struggled with that uh, immensely. And then I, I took a marketing class and I, and I finally found something I was truly passionate about, which is something I've never, never had. I didn't know you could do like university that like, gave you opportunities to find things you're passionate about, you know, so I took this marketing class. I really enjoyed it. Um, but like to get into marketing from there was a, was a pretty much, it's a tough challenge, right? So I was, like I mentioned, I wasn't a great student. I was to get into, uh, to switch programs, so switch from arts to business. Um, you need to have a 75 overall average of back-to-back -back 70s. And for someone like myself who wasn't, again, um, first few years, was not a great student, that seemed like an impossible challenge for me. Um, but but it took a lot. So so, so eventually, I, I made the transition. I, I worked super hard. I ended up spending probably three, four hours in the library every single day. And But to me, like the class I was taking, I, I enjoyed a lot more. And I finally had some type of an end goal. Not not, not overly an end goal, but I had some type of, of, of passion where I wanted to to be in marketing. Like I knew I wanted to be in business. Right? I enjoyed business. I wanted to, to be in, involved in business. So I had some goal and I had some drive. So so it made school a lot easier. Um, and then, and I think that, that that was like my first like real turning point in my education was was the fact that I found something I truly enjoyed. I actually liked. You know, I, it made it made school a lot easier for me. Um, and then I was, as well from the basketball side of things, I was starting to to, to pick up a little bit. I, I started spending a lot more more time practicing basketball. Like I, I, 
I, I feel like the first few years, I, I didn't have much of a, a drive or much of a passion for anything. But as soon as I started having a, uh, bringing back my passion with marketing first, it, it trickled down to every aspect of my life in marketing and business, um, in school, in uh, basketball and different things like that. And then after, afterwards that, um, I, I realized going into my, my third year, I've, a lot of people, I wanted to find a way to get a business job. And I thought this was like my first real challenge. It was the first time I, I, I as, as my next big challenge was trying to, to get into the, the, the business um, fields. It was, it was very difficult at first. I applied for probably, I thought it'd be easy. I thought you'd apply for 10 jobs. You'd be able to get your first position. <laughs> I applied for probably 30 jobs. Didn't hear back from any of them. I was confused. Like, this is my first time going through this process. Right? Like, like, I, I feel like now that I'm going through right now, you understand that you're going to get rejected here or there and you, you got to be more prepared. When I first time going through, I was confused. I was like, why am I keep on getting these rejection letters? I thought if I applied a lot, I'll get a position. Um, but luckily, I was able to get a, a job at Three Willows United, which is a church for, for, for social media marketing. And a big reason I got that job was um, I'm, a, I'm a religious person and I was working with a church. So, I, so, I, so that helped me get that position. And I, but I remember looking at, um, they had their resumes on the computer one time. And I remember looking at their resumes and realizing how much students really do <laughs> at a... Uh, at, uh, to prerequisites outside of school that that um university students really do to get positions like i've seen people with like five you know clubs and everything like that and i wasn't involved in anything at the time after i started getting more involved i did probably every single club i could sign up for i tried applying for and i was a part of like four different clubs i feel like that was it was good um i enjoyed it it, it was a nice experience to, to transition from not doing much due to all the time <clears throat> which, which was a good experience um and then my, my last year my fourth year, one thing I, I, I liked about the clubs was the fact that I was getting a lot of experience, but I felt like I wasn't doing mm -hmm. too much in the organizations. Right? And I felt like my last year here, I wanted to, to make an impact and to, to leave somewhat of a, a, a footprint. You know, I, I feel like I've done a good job to pave my way, but I felt like it was important for me my last year to pave people, pave other students' ways um, who had a similar journey to me into getting to universe and to getting a job, different things like that. Like some of the things that I wish I know and I want to want to help other students like that, and especially people uh, of color. I think it's important that they, you know, who resonate a lot more with my story and my journey. So I thought it'd be important for me to um, help them most. I created this club and so they wouldn't experience the same barriers that I experienced, you know. At the end of the day, like you, you like people like like you, you're doing it from, you know, the structural level, from a, from the corporate side of things. But I think for me, like I want to help where, where I can, you know, I want to make micro changes. Um, so that's why I thought this club, was, yeah. my club was very important. Like, yeah. I guess I wanted to, to help break down barriers from, you know, the ways I can, you know, the little ways I can. So I think, I think that's a little bit about my journey through the, the process of um, university. Wow. You know, um, you know, I know he uses the word unpack a lot, but that's a lot to unpack. But I think what I, what I really appreciate is your vulnerability and sharing those insights along the way. And I'm hoping our listeners who might be feeling similar, you know, can pick up as students or others thinking about school or feeling they're the only one that feels this way. Uh, Banky can hear like those from you. And, you know, the other thing that came out in that conversation that I was listening to very closely and intently is this idea or this notion of um, what measures success and, and sometimes um, uh, very similarly, the, the, the schooling and, um, you know, you know, test taking, for example, it, it, it's not the same for everyone. We don't learn the same. Um, we're not as passionate about that. But, you know, if if the system set up to memorize, take the test and re regurgitate that information back out, then, 
you know, that's maybe not a great thing, right? But what what I hear from you is that, you know, finding your passion, marketing, finding your your way with with the with even the skills from basketball, determination and other things. Um you you turned something around that um you know was was difficult for you. And um and I really appreciate you sharing that journey because that's exactly why this podcast is is being done. It's for students for students so they can hear some of these journeys and and even hopefully some of the academic partners and career counselors because there's a lot there that that someone could listen to and maybe take a away and maybe think differently about what I would say is empowering youth to to do better. Um, so thank you so much for uh, for sharing that journey. Uh, I really 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 interesting um, and 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 a different approach and and different ways that you got through that. So thank you for that. Um, on that note, um, we often talk about school and, and you did hit upon the, your experiences there. Um, looking back now too, and where you're at and where you're going, is there something that you feel that you've learned through this experience? Um, and, or do you think that schools could maybe teach or share, um, to better prepare, uh, young people for what, what? You know some of what you went through, but something that might be taught in school that isn't. Yeah, I think like there, there's a there's a few, but I think the, the first one that I'll be more maybe maybe different is that um, the different opportunities are out there for particular programs. I feel like when when you go into something like marketing, a lot of people believe that there's only marketing positions you get from there. Like from people I speak with, they always apply for marketing jobs. Even myself, my first summer coming out of um, looking for 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 a business job is that I only ever looked for like marketing positions. Like I, won't, I, won't, I would really only thought that the only job you get with a marketing degree is a marketing job. Um, but like one thing, like like for example, I worked a lot of sales jobs in, in the past, and I, and that's a, that's a lot of skills you you learn from marketing you use in that area. I wish there was a better understanding of the different fields that are available for for each position. Um, I think that's like very very um, important from for, for me. Like I think like you go into a program if you're not if you're not really good at at that program per se. I think there's still more opportunities out there that the schools need to do a better job of, of showcasing. Um, I think too as can well. Ask you on that, can I ask you on that one a little bit? Sorry to interrupt. Um, you're hitting something that's uh, near and dear to my heart on this one, and I want to just maybe talk a little bit deeper. Um, interesting because life is not linear, right? Um, the real world's not linear, and to hear you say and articulate that, you know, you thought if you're in marketing, you can only apply to marketing roles and or only focus on that and the that in itself is um is troublesome in this ecosystem because many employers and many many organizations are looking for transferable skills and um and to think that you can only go into that you know i'm in accounting i'll be an accountant i'll go into marketing i'll be a marketer um yeah maybe but as you're starting out it's all about getting that breadth and depth of experience you know, learning operations as a marketing person is a, probably going to help you in the future for for building your own skill set and your own toolbox. But um, the fact that that still is in students' heads um, and or not communicated, or maybe even reinforced, right? Because some schools will say uh, you need to get a co-op or a placement in your field of study. I I actually don't know what that means. Sometimes I'm like. Because field of study and career paths today are so um, 
are, are not linear. It's a path, right? So thank, I just wanted to add that to the conversation because I think um, this is a troublesome one for me. <laughs> and I have never taken my degree, nor if you talk to anybody who's who's gone through their career, uh, they probably didn't start out thinking they were going to be where they were, and and their degree didn't define that path. No, and I agree. I agree with that too. Like, so people I've spoken with, yes, sorry, I was going to add on to that. Yeah, I agree yeah, no, with what you're going. saying. That I agree with what you're saying. Like, from people I've spoken with as well, is like a lot of them say the exact same thing. I barely, rarely do I see someone who you know I, I speak with people in business and marketing. And they said they need to have a science degree, you know, in uh, in university. I think that's very, very important. Like, and it, and also like it makes you maximize your your degree more. So like a lot of people who are in fourth year that I speak with, um, university are in a marketing degree and they don't like marketing. They, they mentioned how they don't like marketing, but they said they feel like they're gonna have to go into that position. You know, they don't know where they can really transition with that degree. Um, so I think that's a, that's a very good point about how at the end of the day you don't know what you can get from those skills. And I think too, how people don't take jobs, you know, because not in their particular field, right? Like I know. Um, I, I like to use sales a lot. Um, I worked sales and I, and I had the same notion of people who came into the sales beforehand. Sales is not a great job. And it's not an experience that you want to, to get. But I, but I worked sales for the first time. I thought it was going to be a terrible experience. And I worked, worked for me, you don't realize how wide the, the field of sales is and like how um, similar it is to something like, like marketing. You know, like what you learn in marketing, it's a lot of times it really applies to things like sales. Um, so like, that's why I just yeah. wanted to, to agree with you there. Yeah, thanks for that. I think this is another podcast in itself, and I think maybe we can group a bunch of students together and have a discussion on this because we need to demystify that and we need to help, you know, because sometimes to like the point where the student maybe is in a marketing degree, they don't really like it, and now they think they have to take a marketing job. Well, that trajectory of not passionate about what you're doing is not going to set that person up for success. But that doesn't mean they have to change their degree, you know, fourth, fifth year and take something else. It's just a matter of those completing that degree at that point at, at maybe where you are and and transferring those skills to the real world and, and only going for something that makes you happy um, and passionate. So uh, thank you so much. That's inspired me for another chat. You might be back for that. <laughs> I just I, I um, want to, like, to, to go off that quickly, yeah. just quickly, that's like, a thought thing. As we're going through that discussion like, about that point, I just wanted to ask you quickly about something, and then I guess we could talk about it quickly. That's okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah just about um, like, do you think like, like one one thing I think about that as well is that um, and that's some somewhat of a thing I think about universities that uh, we we commit too soon, like we, university forces you to commit too soon on a particular path. Like right? I'll speak to someone and they're in marketing and they wish they would have done something um else. I wish I like, think maybe. Um, I don't know what you think but as well, but like, universities may benefit from having the ability to transfer um, programs uh, and teach more. Like, because I know Guelph does it a bit, like earlier on. But I think some people wish sometimes that they could, could switch. You know, like someone in marketing might want to go into finance, but they're four years into marketing, and now they have to like either do three more years of school. Like, that's something that I've spoken with a lot of people, and they say they wish it was easier to to switch programs, right? Because you don't want because you don't want to be invested in a four year degree and then all of a sudden you say I don't want to do this anymore and switch out of it. I don't know if you noticed that as well. But. Yeah, no, that's a great point too. Cause we, the statistics do show that first, second years, I think it's like over 50% of students actually switch their degree or major. And then they almost have to start over because the credits aren't transferable depending on the program. Um, I think it's something that um, 
I think it's something we should take you and I and talk more about and maybe come back and have another discussion with this because I think there's if there's students that are feeling that way, then we need to help understand why and then maybe bring some of our academic partners to the table because it, it's more about now today it's more about values and skills than it is about GPA and credentials. And so if it's values and skills, I bet you can name values and skills that students have learned from the programs. Um, so it's a it's a good topic. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, you know, as you look, well, getting on that note from a value perspective, um, I, I often hear students defining themselves by what they do. So I'm a student at Guelph or, you know, I'm an intern at this company. Um, they lead with a resume and I want to change the narrative and start to have conversations more about values and skills. So if you were to describe yourself and your values, um, what well, that that have helped you to be, you know, successful and, and moving forward in life, what would you say? Yeah, I think for me, my, my values have definitely changed um, every single year. I think like coming in, I, I had a I had a value system of I think they're very um, structured on on results and just like I wanted to make sure that I, I looked at the the end goal for everything. I think that was my biggest value was um, results and just like being very meticulous and, and get and on, on what happened and the, the exact action. I think I think now um one of the, the biggest biggest value I have is um um oh, I think I, my my biggest value is the the, the important of, of meaningful um meaningful yeah. impact. I think yeah. that's like my, my biggest biggest value is that um what you do um and like what what comes out of it is more important of the actual result. I guess I think I think think that to me is like how my value system is so somewhat changed like where it is now. I guess that makes sense. Like for example, I'm gonna use a GBP club. Um the thing that, that when, when I first started the club, I think my biggest value when I really wanted to get over that was the result. I wanted to make sure like I wanted to grow my club by X amount. You know, I wanted to have X amount of Instagram followers. I wanted to have X amount of Twitter followers. Like very, very um result oriented. That was like what I, I truly valued and what I truly saw. But I think as I've gotten more involved in this club, I, I, I realized the, the importance of uh, meaningful impact, right? Like, I feel like it's more meaningful for me to, like, for example, we actually, um, we had someone who reached out to us and said they want to become, they're, they're going to come to Guelph now because of um, our club. And I think that, that to me wow. is more, more, more potent, like more powerful yeah. um, than having 300 Instagram followers, you know, <laughs> things like that. I think my value system has changed a lot more. It's a, it's a meaningful change and meaningful impact than just results. You know, I like that was like a big part of my, my life beforehand. That is what a, what an interesting perspective and change there. And yeah, you know, because, because we are so programmed for getting that grades, getting the GPA, having the most followers, having the most likes, having the most. So, you know, to, to shift your mindset to, you know, what I'm hearing there, like the fact that someone's coming to the school because of the club and, that's impactful. You impacted someone's life just there, right? Like, it doesn't have to be 20, 200, 2,000, 20,000 people. But in my opinion, if you're impacting just one person with some positivity and and some and some impact, you know, you know, that's a great thing. And so, yeah, really, really interesting on that one. You know, and, and to your point with that, you know, your priorities. Well, your values change. Your priorities change. Um, you know, I, I heard some of that coming through that, that that reply, but, you know, what do you think about your priorities and how have they changed over time? 
Yeah, like a little bit. Like I, I did mention earlier, and I think for um, like I, I think it's the, I think big for me. Like I mentioned the very very beginning is I coming in. I wanted to be you know a basketball player. I wanted to go play overseas or play pro. Like that was like my my biggest um um pr priority was strictly just basketball. Um, and I think after a while, you know, I had the I had, you know, I, I saw that vision was not going to be as, as probable, and I wouldn't be able to make it um, in that area. I became more, you know, very school focused, and that was like my biggest priority. You know, just like getting good grades and trying my best to do well in in, in aspects, like from a career aspect. Um, I feel like this year, especially, I think with with everything that's that's happened, you know, I think my my priorities have, have changed in a slightly too, in the fact that I I feel like I need I, I need to. Make a big community impact. Right? I feel like third, second year was very my my uh, my priorities were more about my my individual self and how I could make myself as as great as possible. But I think fourth, fifth year, and later on, I feel like I've I've learned about the value of, of making everyone around you and the priority of making a lot more people life better. And I feel like that's just as important or even more important than your individual self and making yourself better. Right? So I, I've been able to, you know, I've. I've had a very good life, and like I feel like I've, I've done a lot of good things. But I want to make sure that people around me um, get to the same position. I think that's where my priorities um, have moved, as well as I think that something else that's that's come to my um, to become more more of a priority for me is um, my individual um, mental enjoyment, I guess, and, and mental 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 health, and taking time to my to myself. Um, I think I, I still yeah. want to work on it. It's something that I still understand yeah. I need to prioritize a lot more. Um, but, but just, just realizing how much better it feels to, to understand yourself, you know, and like, I think it's important. Obviously you want to make sure you have a good job when you graduate university and all these different things, but at the same time, like, I, I feel like I, I never valued enjoying, you know, myself and enjoying the moment, um, a lot more. So I think it's important to, to prioritize, you know, things like your mental health and your mental stability you need to make sure that you're feeling good yourself, you know, like, you know, not, not you're, you're enjoying your, what, what's good for you should not be the result you get in your test, you know, shouldn't be um, those things. Like, I feel like that's something that's, that's, I've started to prioritize a bit more, right? So I think community, I started prioritizing more Um, my own mental, mental health, you know, like making sure that I feel good and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, not just looking at the end result, not just looking at, you know, I'm gonna get a great job when I graduate, but am I currently enjoying myself, you know, and then, and finally as well, I still want to, you know, I still want to make sure I'm prioritizing my, my future and make sure I'm going where I want to go. Yeah, some really great insights uh, and some great sharing there for our listeners too to think about and uh, where you've gotten to on on some of those priorities and thoughts. Uh, you know, to your point, if you don't have your own mental wellness, your mental well-being, your your own you know sense of self, it, it, it it's hard to do much more. So uh, it all starts with with that. Um, you know, as we um, you know as we close out the show, I, I you know I wanted to see if there was any. Specific advice, you know, as you think about the listeners being, you know, a high school student who might be in a foreign country looking to come to Canada or a student who just arrived as a newcomer. Maybe someone who's been born here and going through and transitioning like you've done to different portions of their their early career. Um, is there any advice that you might want to leave with with some of the listeners today? Yeah, I think I think there's 2, 2 things. I think the, I think the 1st 1 is. You know, I, I, coming to university, I feel like for people like myself who, I think they didn't come to university particularly for for school. Um, there's something there for you in some sense. Like when you go to university, like you, you're able to, to find what you truly enjoy. You gotta you gotta, you gotta look for it. You know, I, I think I think it's important to 
when you're when you're in university, you should be able to find something you truly enjoy and you truly like. Right? Like a lot of people come to university and um, they don't like what they're doing for five years, and then they they want to get out. You know, they they feel like when they got got out of it, you know, like they they didn't get anything out of university. I feel like when you truly find something you enjoy, like I did when I took a few marketing classes, um, you get a lot more out of it. And like realistically, you hopefully at the end of the day, you go to university where there's something there for you, you know. And, and but it's important not to be be stuck in something you don't like for for a long time. I think that I think that's more important for me. So being something that you truly enjoy, um, obviously you want to make sure that you have um, something, get something out of it. But at the same time, I don't. From what I've spoken to different people, that your, your major gets university, like you, you mentioned, there's no way to find what, what job you you get, right? Like I think like if you, it's better for you to enjoy what you did at university, um, and then figure that stuff out afterwards and along the way um that's that's how i feel and then and secondly quickly is that um the the, the power of, of change to action that's one of the things that i've been like i mentioned change is my favorite word um that's one thing that i've, I've started to, to realize a lot more that uh, you can do a lot of change by by just doing things right from my individual life by changing a few things like obviously there's things that you, can, you can't control um there's a few things that you can and, and i think it's important to, to to notice those and then make those little changes right and i think our gbp club right we we made some change in the, the university um, through action, right? Like at the end of the day, you, you, there's still something that you can do by doing things. Obviously, as a collective, we got to do a lot better to, to, to make real differences, but there's a lot of micro differences that we can make um, as an individual. Yeah, some some great ideas there. And, you know, we need we need more people like you, like thinking about that and making those changes and, and speaking up and, and doing what's right. So. Well, it has been one of a really inspiring conversation, um, as I knew it would be, um, you know, and that's a lot of the what we have for as far as all the time we have today. But I, I really want to thank you for joining me and for being a guest on your show and on the show and being um, being yourself, being vulnerable and sharing some really good insights. So thank you. Yeah, and thank you very much for having me. I, it, was, it was a pleasure. I, I, I learned. I like I like this conversation. I like, I like this uh, this format. The way we did it, I enjoyed it, and uh, I took a lot of out of it myself. So I thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, this uh, this has been a great uh, great opportunity to to talk more. So, looking forward to our future coffee chats, and hopefully, even in person one of these days soon in the future. So, uh, <laughs> for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. Until next time, please stay well.